Let's get ready to nibble and chew upon this remarkable banquet, because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. stories written and performed exclusively for the show and then dispersed with resplendently remarkable music. So sit back and kick off your shoes and allow your soul to be infused by our unique and innovative storytelling because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Everybody wants to make more money these days So you gotta stay open to some unfamiliar ways For example, let me tell you, cutting people really pays I'm coming to rip you off Now there's offshore investments where your money ought to be High returns, zero risk, and completely tax-free But my favorite part is when I take your savings and flee I'm coming to rip you off now you know that my advice is the only way to go You can trust my credentials just because I told you so You haven't done a background check, so how you gonna know That I'm coming to rip you off? Let me tell you, this investment's even better than it seems Cause every new investor brings you closer to your dreams And you don't have to know, it's just another Ponzi scheme I'm coming to rip you off Well, I don't really care If you were saving for vacation Or if you're helping pay For your grandkids' education I don't wanna tell ya that a simple conversation with a registered advisor could avoid this situation. These kinds of opportunities don't come by every day. So if you wanna make some money, you should sign without delay. I'll wreck your faith in humankind, then I'll be on my way. I'm coming to rip you off. Cause I'm coming I'm coming Yes, I'm coming To rip you off I'm gonna take all your money Gorilla My Dreams By Sue Beer She had felt guilty at first, buying the phone to cheat on her husband. But after 40 years of marriage, she also felt justified. Their intimacy was long gone, but she was still upset when he accepted her WhatsApp invitation to chat in her guise of a woman 10 years her junior. Alarmingly quickly, she steered him towards revealing his deepest sexual fantasies longings never shared with his wife. Perhaps typing to a stranger was easier, and she was relieved that his wildest fantasies weren't that taboo either. Early one evening, in a party gorilla suit, she waited in bed. 
and Amanda. David St. Elvis was coming to terms with the fact that his breathtaking stunt hadn't had the intended career-reviving effect and was now going to complicate his plans enormously. He'd been hiding in a cottage in Wales since the day his posthumous album Rebel Millennials had been released, which was the same day his agent announced that he'd been kidnapped and murdered by Hitman, working for unnamed reactionary powers that be. He monitored the unexpectedly weak sales figures from his cottage. There wouldn't be enough money to move to the Pacific Island. So, he'd have to stage a miraculous resurrection because Wales was boring.
Inviting Displeasure by Pat Bloss I build it on the dark web as the greatest convocation of pranksters, scammers and con artists the world would ever see. For just £50, a secret conference attracting the best snake oil merchants would offer something new for everyone, a sure opportunity to learn firsthand the latest scams. The day dawned. Tickets had sold like hotcakes. They poured into the O2 from every corner of the globe, yes, even from the darkest bowels of Colchester. But the arena was just an empty shell. Just 20,000 tricksters milling about, confused, deflated and wondering if they'd ever get their 50 quid back. April had arrived and the plague was in its sixth month. Maths teacher Edmund Trott firmly believed it had been created by Russian scientists and was being spread by texts sent using mobile phones. History teacher Rachel Powers took him aside conspiratorially and offered him an experimental pharmaceutical that would enable him to see a blue glow around the heads of those of his students who were carrying the plague. It's not a capsule or a pill, he asked. No, answered Rachel. It's called a blotter. An hour later, the police arrived to arrest Edmund for spraying his students with disinfectant.
A Late Awakening by William Faust. Money and status, see to those, and the rest would see to itself. So they had told him when he had been a young man. And he was smart, so he had run his businesses, moved in the right circles, and achieved their idea of success. And now, comfortably retired, he sat alone in his comfortable home, after two wives and no children. And his friends were not so friendly now that he was no longer a player. Each night he drank himself to sleep, and each morning he awoke, and at last understood that they had all been wrong. recently established in Colchester specializes in the reproduction of legal documentation anything from writs to marriage or birth certificates barely discernible from original genuine documents why not surprise your friends by producing evidence that one of them had been married before or that one has an illegitimate child summon your chums to court for crimes they know nothing about or inform them of an inheritance from a previously unknown relative imagine their surprise when they discover it's all been a joke with ever been ad every day can be april fool's day Thank you. 
by Rick Manley. Hello, I'm calling from Insurance Direct to help you with your recent traffic accident. Oh, thank you. We're able to provide you with claims for injury and damage. Which one of my accidents are you referring to, please? Can you tell me about your accident? Which one are you referring to? You have had a traffic accident? Yes, I've had a couple. Can you tell me about it? Which accident are you referring to? Your accident you mentioned, please tell me about it. You said you were calling about my recent accident. Which one are you referring to? Click. by Daryl Lotterby. Someone had spiked my drink. From the wings, my guitar on the stage appeared to be a hundred yards away. How long would it take to walk to it? Would I have to keep waving to my fans till I got there? What if they didn't know who I was? Would muscle memory kick in? Surely the word memory is used metaphorically with muscle. Surely memory is a function of the brain. Is my brain, in fact, a really complex muscle. Is the brain's complexity irreducible? It was all moot, however. We didn't play because they had to take me to hospital. Confusion with the Mrs. Crocodile. 
muscles marching on She thinks she's guys of real Amorousable ice in a bottle To blow your mind <sighs> Figure it out, she She's a good dumb fella She got a little fun to fight for money Pennies, let's figure it out, she She's a good dumb fella To weather Who's Been Framed by Ian Hornet I'm on the doorstep at number six, waiting for Barry to come home. Barry doesn't know his wife contacted us to arrange a little surprise for him. Cut to Jerry behind the dustbins. I'm watching Jeremy, who's waiting for Barry. Jeremy doesn't know his wife contacted us to say if he didn't stop surprising people on doorsteps, she'd leave him. Cut to Johnny behind the hedge. I'm watching Jerry, who's watching Jeremy, who's waiting for Barry. Jerry doesn't know his wife contacted us to say if he didn't stop hiding behind hedges, she would leave him. Cut to Justin behind the Listening to Colon Radio 106.6 FM, and this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. I have a circle around me of people I love. I have a circle around me of care. I have a circle around me of people I love. So I can stand up in the face of fear Stand up in the face of fear One step in front of the other One step back One love, one for each other Keeping the circle intact Keeping the circle intact I have a circle around me of people I love I have a circle around me of care 
First ever foreign trip by Tom Wolsey. Simon and Jane felt decidedly less gung ho about their mission. After gazing out silently from their balcony at the sprawling bustle of 16 million strangers. Back in Colchester, Lagos had been a mere dark orange dot in the atlas. They'd lost their handwritten notes, so they used a PC in the hotel lobby to review the emails and other data to prepare for the planned confrontation. The first search coughed up a sight they'd never seen before. It was like a shard of glass, it said. Jane Mary is not the deceased Nigerian finance minister's widow. It is an obvious scam. island in the southeast corner of the Indian Ocean. I went by speedboat to a small town on the mainland. There I cadged a seat on a cargo plane to reach the provincial centre. I bribed the check-in staff to bump another passenger so I could fly to Jakarta where they refused to let me take the traffic cone onto the flight to London. I took a taxi from Heathrow directly to the church. My stagnite mates were grinning at me wickedly. Lucy and her scowling parents, though, were aghast at how I was dressed. 
by Adrian Cohen. Ten minutes into the slick ladling of word salad in the swanky hotel lobby, secreted among the curious investors, I stood and addressed him using one of his aliases. He stared at me, trying to figure out what this knowledge of mine might mean. Using that alias, he'd stolen my trustful uncle's nest egg. I mentioned two more of his aliases for good measure. Finally, he said, Don't believe everything Google tells you. I started handing out flyers. Wait, you use these different names? Someone asked him. He tried, rolling his eyes. Well? Someone else pressed. My work was done. Jenny Miller. A letter from the job centre. They'd found out she wasn't doing the accountancy course she cited at her restart interview. Benefits stopped. Fraud charges, legal procedure, a hefty fine, possible imprisonment, compulsory job club attendance every day, starting on Monday, 9 to 5, 20 miles away. Days of despair followed, sitting motionless, paralysed by gloom. She may not even be eligible for legal aid. She was about to set off to sign on when her flatmate piped up. That letter from the job centre, it wasn't real, it was Tom. Thought you should know in case you say something. It's been a battle just to wake and create the day. Then they all disappear like sugar in my coffee. Like sugar in my coffee A hint of sweetness But the bitterness remains The acidity Devouring my body Devouring my body But I am learning To let go Of everything I tried to hold Too long Cause they all explode Like Roman candles to feel everything like a flame and now it's a struggle just to feel anything 
anything To feel anything I watch the world from a window on a hill Everyone moving as I'm standing still I'm standing still But I am learning to let go Of everything I tried to hold Too long cause they all explode Like Roman candles Onion Luminous flask, your beauty formed petal by petal. Crystal scales expanded you, and in the secrecy of the dark earth, your belly grew round with dew. Onion, you make us cry without hurting us. I have praised everything that exists, but to me, Onion, you are more beautiful than a bird of dazzling feathers. Heavenly globe, Platinum goblet, unmoving dance of the snowy anemone, and the fragrance of the earth lives in your crystalline moistness and your unassuming onion nature. It's a Bill's big bag of onions. New Promenade Hotel by Caroline Amanda. There were millions of cockroaches. No, delete. Be more level-headed. There were so many cockroaches. No. Say countless instead. I typed. There were countless cockroaches in my room. The PC was on our reception desk. I read the whole thing back to myself, almost ready to click on submit. I peered through the lobby window at the hotel across the road. Those Johnny-come-latelys thought they were so clever, taking our name, so tirelessly built up and buffed, and putting the word new in front of it. Our occupancy fell by 20%. Wait till tourists read this, my latest anonymous online review. Political Prank Goes Viral by John Dew Having agreed with me a generous fee, the minister explained the schedule. The President's black cortege, while journeying to Friday prayer, would travel over the 15th of July bridge, renamed to celebrate a failed coup. As the President's car neared the bridge centre, I'd get off my motorbike, walk towards the edge and attempt to jump. The car would stop and the great man himself would emerge and talk me out of it, witnessed by press cameras. The day came, as did the President, but as he strode purposefully towards me, I remembered his policies and plummeted gladly into the Bosporus.
The Hungry Prop Forward by Rob Lewis. Phil wasn't exactly fat, though as a prop forward, he certainly was stocky. He was the biggest eater of the six mates from Colchester Rugby Club, staying in a rented villa near Marbella. After a drunken night, Phil slept through breakfast, everyone else tucked into bacon and egg, but Phil slept on. The idea came to Mickey. Kid Phil that it was still early, let him stay asleep. There were no mobiles in those days, fewer timepieces. Hey lads, I'm peckish. Still early, Philip. It was 3pm before they finally let on and released Phil from his hungry dreams. A week of waiting in vain for Tom to tell me about the revenge for Tom's prank on me. A friend's brother had gone round, dressed up as an inspector with a clipboard, a grey suit and a stern look, to interrogate him about a dodgy dole claim. Apparently, he didn't get much response. We needed to tell him so he wouldn't drop himself in it at the DHSS. He knitted his brow. Who? What do you mean? It turns out he was off his head on acid and hadn't understood a word of what the inspector was talking about. The 
Stolen by Yvonne Pini. In 1709, John Dennis's play Appius and Virginia was performed at Drury Lane. A dreary tragedy about Roman politics and skullduggery, the subject was unpromising enough, but further ruined by his leaden dialogue and staging. The only notable positive was his groundbreaking invention which created tempestuous rumbles for the storm scenes. His dire play closed almost immediately. The next production there was Macbeth. He was outraged to discover they'd used his sound effects machine. They close my play but steal my thunder, he protested. His work is now forgotten, but his indignant phrase lives on. You have been listening to another fine crop of Bill's Big Bag of onions. And why don't you grow an onion? Just get in touch with either Cone Radio directly or via the Bill's Big Bag of Onions Facebook page. Remember, your microfiction must be exactly 100 words long not including the title. Be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Mm-hmm.